Bill Belichick must be the new CEO of Google because their earnings got deflated by $468 million. This is a tech edition of Industry Focus. Howdy, everybody. I am Sean O'Reilly with my special guest, Eric Bleeker. How are you today, sir? Good. Right for the Super Bowl. You are, uh, you're not leaving much to the imagination with who you're pulling for on Sunday. Patriots. Patriots, naturally. Patriots. Yeah. I'm just going, you know, I'm going counter here. I'm Counterintuitive. Trying, yes, exactly. Faking us out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, for those of you who are listening that cannot see, Mr. Bleeker is, in fact, wearing his Seahawks jersey because he is a Seattle narrative, uh, native. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, did want to also point out that Google's earnings were actually not that bad, but they just were pulled back about $468 million by currency fluctuations due to the strength of the dollar. So we'll get to that in a minute here. Uh, but uh, big week for tech, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's hard to keep up with. It's a fun week. Uh, some unexpected uh, losers and some unexpected winners. So let's get to that. For sure. Uh, yeah, first up was this morning, Amazon shares are up more than 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, of course, one of our co-founder David Gardner's favorite companies, so I'm sure he's happy. But uh, Blue Pass earnings, stock up 11.5%, free cash flow was awesome. Tell me a little bit more. Yeah, the thing with Amazon is if you're watching it quarter to quarter and trying to figure out why it's dropping or rising, you're going to go crazy. You need to look at <laughs> it decade by decade. Well, it, it, <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And right. what we saw this quarter was in the past people have cheered revenue because the long-term story for Amazon is, you know, the fact that e-commerce is still, I believe, 6 to 9% of retail, depending on what kind of measure you're looking at in the country. So it's got all this room to rise, and you're looking at what the total addressable revenue side is. This quarter, they actually came in a little lighter on revenue, but they showed profits. And what happens? Amazon with profits? This they're is up crazy. 10%. So this is crazy. It, it is kind of crazy, but they'll probably go back to They actually have money in their bank quarter. account? I can't believe this. So, <laughs> you know, the thing with Amazon, though, you know, it, it's always a bit of a, you know, the only word is a black box, I would say. You know, we're always trying to get a peek under the sheet. So a few really positive things from this quarter that I'm looking at. Number one, uh, Amazon Web Services, their cloud computing division, has always been hidden away, and I, I wrote down because I always This is forget. my favorite thing in the release, too. Listen, I was like, you're actually going to bust it we're out? going to break fantastic. it out. Oh, my gosh. It was in North America Other. So we can see North America Other was up 43% year over year to $1.67 billion. We'll actually get some information on Amazon Web Services. Also, they actually gave some information on Amazon Prime. They said it was up 53% year over year. In classic Amazon fashion, they give us a big number, but nothing to base it off. Because we don't know what number of members they started the year off at. But 53% is a very impressive number because Amazon is really working on a system. They're putting such resources into getting people in Prime under the expectation that they'll create lifelong customers who buy 2 to 3x the amount of products that a non-Prime member would. And they actually gave one more number on this, which was $1.3 billion in prime video spending last year which finally gives us some context in them versus Am or sorry them versus Netflix and what kind of resources are being poured into video cuz we can look at Netflix and see that they had 3.7 billion under their cost of goods sold last year to get kind of a rough look at how these two companies are spending versus each other so i mean 
hey, maybe we're kind of comparing to old releases where there's just a tiny meat on the bone, but I feel like I at least got maybe one chicken wing here, you know, a little he, meat. He's throwing us a bone. This he's is throwing like, this us is a bone a with a little yeah. meat on it. So. Um, so obviously going forward, do you, first and foremost, do you feel like the, the story, and obviously you mentioned this, but um, for years the big story was sales. Mm -hmm. Clocking 20% sales gains and at some point, if their sales get big enough, they'll be able to pull some magical lever and profits will just fall from the sky. Mm -hmm. Do you think that story is still intact? Or are they finally having to milk this business that they've, they've built? Uh, I mean, do investors still have belief in some kind of a, a long-term vision? I couldn't believe the stock popped like this because they got yeah, I mean, I mean, it's beat up here, three months ago. Investors react to Amazon differently than just about any company I can think of. And I think when you're talking about long-term kind of... A, uh, looks into the company's future, I think you should really focus on two things from the past quarter. Number one, the prime number. Because whenever they're growing prime, again, this is an investment in very engaged customers. And we've seen some private estimates, I believe, saying about 40 million prime customers. And you can think, whenever they drive that number by 50% up, and you think about prime customers spending two to three times as much, we're talking not just billions, but potentially tens of billions in added revenue. So that's essentially guaranteeing growth for coming years. But another area I would look at was actually they discussed a Amazon mail service, which on its own, I don't necessarily think it will be a driver. I'm not going to leave Exchange or Gmail or whatever. I think a lot of companies won't. But it does show kind of the services direction that they're building on top Amazon Web Services. This is probably, you know, a piece of Amazon's business. That seems like business. a, sorry to interrupt, that seems like a natural extension of AWS. Well, exactly, because AWS at its core, we saw a recent acquisition uh, that they made kind of on the hardware and chip side. But where a company wants to make money off this isn't necessarily being kind of the just cloud servers that you put yourself in. It's building services on top. And when you think about where Amazon will profit from this long term, uh, for example, there's actually an Amazon marketplace for its web services that kind of functions like an app store. They take a cut of software services on top. So if they want this to be the most meaningful part of their business long term, which Bezos has said he believes it could be, you're going to need to build some of these services on top. And it's just a signal, I think, where we'll see Amazon's investment in the future. Awesome. Um, so before we move on to uh, Facebook here. Sure. Um, do you feel, because for years they weren't busting out AWS out of, you know, and the Prime members out of their results. They just kept it in other North America because they didn't want anybody to know how well AWS was doing. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like they feel like they have enough lead now that they can kind of tell Microsoft and Google, okay, yeah, we have this many customers in AWS now, or is it just them throwing investors a bone? I have no idea what Bezos does. <laughs> what he does. <laughs> you know, he pulled it out of his quite, quite frankly, it, it's it's probably just had a point of meaningfulness where okay. you know, they felt it was yeah. prudent. As much as we've talked about AWS, you know, in recent years it might have been one, two, three percent of their business. It's finally starting to take that movement up to a ten percent level where it would be prudent for a company to break it out. Right. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm sure their lawyers yelled at them. <laughs> um, uh, moving on to Facebook and their uh, incredible money printing machine. Yeah. Um, revenue for the full year came in at $12.47 billion. That's up a modest 58% over 2013. Net income for the full year, $2.94 billion. Free cash flow, $3.63 billion. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> 
This was just two, three years ago that everybody was worried about Facebook monetizing things and getting the ads, and they've just nailed it. Um, What I wanted to talk to you about specifically, though, was uh, I am one of your followers on Twitter. Sure. And uh, for our listeners that do not know, Mr. Bleeker's handle here, it is at Bleeker Tech. You had a couple of interesting tweets that I wanted to share with everybody. Um, You say, looking at Facebook results, incredible that real monetization of Instagram just beginning, WhatsApp maybe in a year or two, and Oculus 5 plus out. Mm -hmm. You get an amazing core business and so many potential drivers in coming years. Yeah. How are they going to monetize WhatsApp? Well, so let's talk about how Facebook, the trajectory of the business itself. As you mentioned, if you go back to 2012, the story with Facebook uh, was only disappointment. Suspicion. Yeah. Suspicion. And you do look at you, they had actually seen decreasing profit margins. And the problem was everyone said, how are you ever going to monetize your site, your apps, your platform? Because at the end of the day, there's just banners on a right rail that no one is going to be watching. And they took a very concerted effort to really increase engagement, make their uh, product and their platform as positive as it was, get people using it more. And then they actually put ads in stream. And they've been so successful at that. I, 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 I can't believe how successful they've been. And it's funny to think about now, but people at the time thought kind of, Uh, basically a payments platform in the old Zynga games was going to be what we would see for Facebook. And now it's kind of a rounding error to their results. So I think they're going to be able to drive something like that similar to WhatsApp. But again, this is an optionality on top of their business. Because, you know, when investors first saw these earnings, they're actually disappointed. I think Facebook, for the first time after earnings, and a little bit that I can remember, was down. Because net income was only up 34%. But then you realize it was because of acquisition costs. And actually, once you back those out, it was relatively flat. So, you know, when I look at Facebook, here's what I'm looking at as an investor. I'm looking at areas within the core business, like you said, not even related to WhatsApp, and saying, look at what they're doing in video. It's, it's truly incredible. You always want to start at the total market for a business. And the total ad market in the world is $520 billion. Television advertising is $200 billion of that. And online, all of online, including mobile, where they've dominated right. so much, Google, search ads, banner ads, is $120 million. So I, I do a little test for companies. Would you be crazy to think that as everyone is watching video online and shifting their viewing habits, they have that $200 billion? We wouldn't even see 20 or $30 billion right. of it shift? I think, I think you'd have to be crazy to say that wouldn't happen. And now who's going to see the gains from that? Well, Facebook, they are now serving up 3 billion video views a day. That's one per person in the world every two days. And, you know, there's actually been tests with advertisers on Facebook versus YouTube. For example, the new Avengers film, they put huge efforts into this on YouTube and Facebook. And Disney is really liking their Facebook the results. results. Yeah. So I think the earnings call to Facebook was largely about video. And I think that's 100% right. And I think the opportunity in front of the company just from video alone lasts a decade. And we talk about a company with a valuation of $200 billion and getting the revenue up to where you can grow into that. I think just their main opportunities within in-stream traditional advertising, working on getting more brands to be able to use Facebook, and then video on top gets you there alone, and more than that, just because the growth is so great over the next decade. So that was the point to that. 
their core business is so amazing. And then you look at Instagram, I've seen private valuations on that from 35 to 50. And it's not even really reflecting their results. Right. So as much as Zuckerberg was derided, that might be the acquisition of the decade. Right. WhatsApp is still so new, but you've seen the popularity of messaging products. And I don't quite Everybody know what they're going to do. Everybody uses that thing. Exactly. You know? I, I don't quite know what they're going to do. But, but the, the founder's got record. that note on his desk that says no ads ever. And I don't know what the game plan is there. Well, <laughs> we'll see. There's, there's a lot of approaches to that. And quite frankly, with uh, messaging programs, we've seen things as crazy as stickers be able to drive huge amounts of revenue. So I don't know what the end game there is going to be. But at the end of the day, you look at stocks that you see them and the opportunity so readily apparent and people aren't just looking at that decade-long opportunity and you can really feel in your bones it's going to beat the market. And I really believe that situation is here for Facebook and I, I think investors would be crazy not to have it as a part of their portfolio. It's, it's really exceptional company. It really has exce uh, exceptional optionality to it between those three acquisitions I had mentioned in that tweet and the core business is really firing on all cylinders and you just look at the broad trends and I can't think of another company so well positioned as Facebook. Awesome. Okay. And uh, to finish it up, we're going to talk about the other uh, uh, ad elephant in the room, which is Google. Sure. Um, results were not that bad. Um, earn came in, earnings came in at $4.8 billion, $6.91 a share. They obviously had that $460 million, $468 million hit from currency swings that I mm -hmm. mentioned. Um, Bill Belichick is obviously not the CEO of Google. Not yet, yet anyway. Not yet anyway. He might. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I did want to talk about, because, um, you know, we've got two companies we've talked about here today, Amazon and Google, that just keep investing in tiny little, like, future tech crazy things yeah. that are just like drones. And we just find out that Google has dropped a billion dollars on SpaceX. Like, what, at what point does Google investors start to say, okay, why are we buying these container ships? What are they doing with these driverless cars? We're obviously not going to be a new GM. Like, what's, what's the deal there? Yeah, I, I think people have already begun asking that. <laughs> um, you know, at the end of the day, they have a really great core business, but they've been, as a stock, relatively stagnant for, right. I would say it's about a year and a half now. And we even saw investors, it, and side note, this shows how insane short-term earnings are. Let's just dive for like one minute into Google. They release earnings, they're $200 million line revenue or whatever. I don't know the exact number. Yeah. They're down, I think three or 4% right away. And then they go, oh no, this is currency, 400 million. Everyone's right. like, oh, you actually beat this and sends it up. But let's look at one more layer of insanity to how people are analyzing Google. People cheer about the fact that their other revenue, which is non-advertising related, has been increasing as a percentage of total revenue. It was, I wrote down, 1.95 billion last quarter. You know what's included in that? The hardware they're selling. And you think about a phone launch, often phones cost four or $500 each. Right. So if you sell a million less phones than expected, your revenue's off four or 500 million. But it affected nothing to do with your business. In fact, Google's phone sales aren't necessarily driven for profits. They're kind of driven to move Android as a platform forward. Right. So I just and now want... we find out they're teaming up with T-Mobile and Sprint, which is fun. Yeah, and the point here is just entirely that reasons to look past short-term reactions on Wall Street because they're looking at slight $100, $200 million uh, revenue numbers for Google. But they've suddenly got this swing portion of their business revenue-wise in hardware that's completely detached 
from their search business that actually makes all their money and can in any given quarter swing them like that. So right. just one reason to look past the insanity. Now these little bets, I think they get way too much attention. Okay. Because look at all of the ink spilled about Google Fiber in 2011, 2012. I don't know exactly when they started. How much has Google Fiber affected their business? Not at all. Almost none. They announced a recent kind of larger launch. And I am reminded of uh, Qualcomm in the late 1990s. They had invented the foundational technology behind uh, basically 3G, data-intensive kind of mobile yeah. technologies. And they had actually gone out and used an investment arm to go and kind of found wireless companies in different countries under the belief that if they did this, they could spur the market. And once phones were sold, they could take a licensing rip off them because that's their business. They had to basically write everything down because when companies go in and try and spur markets that you know they have very limited connection to and are often heavily regulated and move slow for a reason, they normally have suboptimal results. So you know when it comes to Google making all these kinds of investments, I think it's almost completely immaterial to their business, and I think it's uh, too much of a focus. And quite frankly, it's, it's, it's a bit of a distraction from what right. people should be analyzing with what they are as a company. So, uh, moral of the story, Google's search monopoly is still intact. <laughs> Their search monopoly is still intact. It's not quite as strong as it once was just because of how people are using devices and the devices they're using. Right. Um, well, I think it was, uh, was it Sergey Brin that said, you know, our biggest competitor is actually Amazon because that's where people go to look for products and we want them to go to Google. Well, there is a big battle over that because there's a lot of money inside search for different products. Right. So they, they could spin any way they want, but, you know, they've got competitors all around. I actually think Facebook, you know, you'd have to look at just because of this quiet brewing war for uh, kind of that video $300 billion dollars. share. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of that I truly believe will be moving online. And one of the nice things, you look at the demographics of Facebook versus YouTube and the different approaches. Well, Facebook has much more attractive demographics for their video platform. Right. So I could see a lot more kind of mindshare moving there. And like you said, hey, Google's done very good with online advertising. It's a $120 billion market. TV's a $200 billion market. I believe this will probably come into focus a little bit more for tech companies than many would expect and accelerating over what we saw in the past decade. So who do I see kind of Google in conflict with for dollars? Probably Facebook in the next wow. five years. Man. So, okay, cool. That's what we've got. Well, uh, before we sign off, your call for the final score on Sunday. Uh, well, I'm a little bit of a homer, so I'll do it 27-23 uh, Seattle. But at the end of the day, uh, this is still a pick em at mini casinos in Las Vegas, which we've never had Super Bowl as a pick em. Oh, So I man. think everyone should enjoy what should be a very competitive game after uh, what happened last year, which I enjoyed, but no one else in America did. Naturally. Very so. cool. All right. Well, Mr. Bleeker, thank you for your time. That's it for us, fools. Thanks for listening and fool on.